On this episode of Why'd You Bring That Up, we talk AEW's Double or Nothing. I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused and brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. Taylor. And I'm going to try to wake Taylor up this week because we are switching roles. He's the fucking tired one now. Yeah, I'm living, man. I just got my Jones cracked open, bro. Things are about to get real. That, uh, you know, radioactive blue Jones. I always wanted to try the, you know, Volk Nuka Cola they did for Fallout, but unfortunately, your boy doesn't drink soda. Is that an unfortunate thing, though? Because you don't I think drink soda? I, okay, so I will drink soda, not necessarily like if I have to. I like every once in a blue moon, like I'll have a glass of soda. Like I really like root beer, but I almost like as a rule don't drink soda. What an old man thing to say. You know, I don't really like that sugary stuff. Just give me an old pail of root beer out the barrel. Well, I mean, I drink sweet tea. Uh, But yeah, like if I'm going to drink something that's not water or like an energy drink or beer, (laughs) I go for sweet tea. Water's trash. I mean, I'm glad you feel that way. It's Sucks. not trash for me. I drink a gallon good. a day. It's gross, man. At least a gallon. Who a wants day. to put a bunch of just wet shit in their mouth with no taste? Just well, like, hey, just let me pour wet shit in my mouth. I'll tell you what. Since I started drinking a gallon a day, I have felt like a brand new fucking man. I feel like a and brand new man every day when I wake up. Do you? Or do you feel like you're hungover no. and you don't even drink? I have a routine. I get up. I make myself a glass of coffee. Whack one. Move on, and then it's on to the day, bro. It's great. So if you don't whack one, is your whole day set off? So I have the thing. Like if I, if I always make this decision. I'm like, okay, so I got 30 minutes before I have to leave my clothes. 30 girl. minutes of playtime. I got my. <laughs> I wish you'd have done the voice. 30, I got you for 30 minutes. 30 minutes of playtime. Me time. Yeah. It's so uh, yeah, I always Pope? think. I always think after I Taylor make my coffee. Taylor is ready. I got three th- 30 minutes here. I can chill. I can lay back down. Or I can go whack one, and usually I'm like, whack it. Is that your go-to term for, like, jacking off is whack it? I mean, I think it's a, a reasonably not gross way to say it. Like, I, I don't feel like there's a lot of ways to say it where people are just going to be like, ugh. You can't be like, every morning I get up and bust a nut. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, busting a nut? I mean, I'm about to bust. I uh, let loose on my little buff. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> what are you... Where are you checking off? I'm calling myself Buff now. I'm okay. going to be Buff 2.0. So usually uh, my go-to terms are jacking off or I really, really adore the phrase punching the clown. Why the hell do, are we talking about this so early in the podcast? Like, how did we slide right into this hole? Like, we walked right out the front door and there was just a jacking off hole right in front of our door and we just fell in it. Hey, man, you're the one who says you whack it like you fucking well, like, I was doing trying yard to, work or something. I shit. was trying to be nonchalant about it and just move on, but instead we got in a whole conversation about punching the clown. Hey, man, can you not tell me that that's not a timeless expression? Though? I don't like clowns. That's why you're going to punch it. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. Except for ICP. Shout out to the JCW. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Double or Nothing. It was fucking great. If you haven't heard, I went because I've been talking about it like for the past couple weeks. Tell me about what you thought. What was your live, uh, live got, things that happened? 
I got to say, I've been to a lot of WWE events. I now just kind of broke into the indie world of wrestling, and this was my first AEW event, and the atmosphere was unbelievable, man. Not to mention, this was one of the first real wrestling events that had a full live crowd. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was part of the WrestleMania crowd, and it was loud. There was a lot of people there. Everyone was excited to be there. But even though there was probably one-fourth of the people in Daly's place that were in Raymond James for WrestleMania, it just felt different. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that the AEW crowds are also really dope, too. Everyone was so passionate. They knew what they wanted, except they aren't ready to embrace all ego Ethan Page. Yeah, that's it's the problem. Such a sh- I, I really can't wait to watch it because I'll tell you, that place fucking echoes. And I was very loud and passionate during that we match. Both, um, we both back Ethan Page very hard, and I feel like we're probably in the minority on that one. I almost got in a fight with someone in the fucking crowd because they were talking shit. I was like, yo, you watch your fucking mouth and respect. And, uh... Did you fight him? I wish you would have over Ethan Page. We could have had him on our podcast for that. I wish. I tried to tag and show some respect, but, you know, Ethan Page doesn't want any love yet. I say, yet. We're waiting. Come on the podcast. Yeah, we'll take you, Eth. You're the band. Eth? Yeah, please. Why? Where did you get that? I just shortened his name. I just took the A-N off, and it didn't really work out too well. I don't think he's going to enjoy Eth. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I thought you were saying, like, Heath Slater for a second. Eth? No, it was, it was a weird one. I don't know why I did that. So, uh... What do you think of it? Like, as far as reception, would you think it was a good pay-per-view or a bad it pay-per-view? It really was front to back. Now, I will say, I think this is a personal problem. I'm so used to being in my own environment when I'm watching wrestling, you know, especially, like, watching a live pay-per-view. I really like to kick back, drink a beer, maybe smoke some, you know what I mean? Enjoy myself. And the only disadvantage to live events, and this is just me, is it's so much more difficult to do that. Like, I can hit my vape, right? Um, and, I mean, people were smoking wax pens, but I never bring them with me because I'm always yeah. too fucking afraid. Yep. And then you try to buy a beer in an arena, dude, you're spending like money. 15, 20 bucks. And yeah. I think the biggest issue I've had both, or at least Saturday of WrestleMania this year and then Double or Nothing is because I'm driving to the event and I'm kind of always running behind. I'm never fucking prepared for a vacation. I don't really think it's my fault as much as Gabby's fault. That's neither here nor there. But I had a... The problem was, like, I had a lot going on before I went on vacation. So I was running behind. Everything's, like, snowballing. And I go in there. I'm kind of stone cold sober. And that took a little bit back for me, but... Still, so like once I we kind of got over the hump because I feel like it started to slow down a little bit, and then you put your foot right back on the gas. And as soon as what match was it that really started to kick shit for me? I can't remember. Cody, probably, yeah, I think it was Cody, maybe even the match right before it. Uh, I just it was like the second match that kind of threw me off. Was Baker before that? No, Baker was like the co main event or close to it. So, I kind of gotten a little mixed up here in the last few. I know that, uh, yeah, I kind of got a little mixed up. Oh, it was, uh, wasn't that Battle Royal before that? Wasn't that first? Maybe. I really enjoyed the Battle Royal. It was Royal. cool. It was cool. Uh, here's the thing. So we're getting to a place where we're starting to see similarities in the aspect of WCW versus AEW of how things were. What and- do you mean? Or WCW versus WWE? No, I mean, like, the idea of those two companies that are at different times warring with WWE, but they're showing things that are very similar, and it sort of kind of makes me nervous. So 
in the aspect of like thinking it like imagine how Goldberg was like his streak ends and then he just disappears whether it be he gets hurt or you know what I mean it just is a really bad way to book him where you get him to a point where he can't be beaten without making somebody making himself look bad and I'm afraid that if we keep going this way that Kenny Omega is going to be that guy because maybe Pac should have beat him well you're talking about like that we're booking ourselves into a corner. Yeah, because- that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I don't know how to put it into words, but I kind of worry that Kenny Omega is getting to a point like, how can you take the straps off of him? Well, they already have that set. Then they announced it at uh, Double or Nothing. It's all or full gear. So everyone's been talking about it, and if you book it right, Adam Page is now starting to get a little heat about from him. That Adam Page or match with Brian. Uh, Adam Page. Adam Page. God damn it. Hangman uh, Page. Yeah, Hangman Page. Yeah, Adam Page. Hangman okay. Adam Page. I just, I, okay, you confused me for a second. You confused Hangman me too. Page I, I've never Brian. heard any. Yeah, okay, keep going. Uh, versus Brian Cage. That was such was an a banger. absolute ba- banger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you have him on this momentum push. He's going to take it from Kenny at full gear. That's Maybe a only. stealer of the night, honestly. It was a sleeper of a match. It really it really was. Uh, but I would, I'd be cool with that, but I, I worry about what it does to Kenny in the future. Once he loses, you know what I mean. I just I think this has been such an illustrious illustrious run. Like I worry where it takes him so, more than I do the company. As far as I'm starting to see, the Christian thing is cool, but like, you know what I mean. Like everything they're doing seems to be like it's they're taking pot shots at each other, where it be WWE or them, and that's just a pot shot at Edge. Like you know oh, what I mean? Are you, like, about, are you pissed off because no, of that? I'm not pissed off, but I'm saying like everything that they're doing seems to be both companies. This isn't just an AEW thing. It's both of them are just taking cheap pot shots, and like having Christian go first, go all the way through the motherfucker, and then put someone over is just like saying this is what you should have done with Edge, but you guys are too fucking stubborn and stupid. I mean. I think you're thinking way too much into it. I think they're just trying. But that's what we're supposed to do on this podcast is bring well, it up. No, and you're you're 100% <laughs> correct. And I mean, that's a very good point of view. And I didn't even really think about it that much because I enjoyed the match. I think. Oh, it was a great match. And I'm really happy for Jungle Boy. Don't let me act like this sucked and I was well, angry at I'm it. I'm not happy for Jungle Boy. I love Jungle Boy. Well, no, no, no. I didn't say I didn't. Let me finish. I'll tell you why. I'm not happy for Jungle Boy because they're going to job him out on TV. There's no fucking way. Their job is different from the jobs that you see in that WCW era, though. They're not 20-second kill jobs. He's not going to get crushed. Did you? Well, did you see Kenny Omega versus Sonny Kiss? So I don't know if you... Like, I could see it not boding well for Jungle They've Boy. built him too hard, though, in the last three months to let him get squashed like that, I think. In my estimation. And that's just me. Again, it's an opinion-based thing. But I just think that that would alienate a few of their fan base. Because I'm looking like Jungle Boy having a little bit of a fan base at this point. Oh, no. The whole fucking room popped for him. Like, there was a few people that, like, just got exceptional pops. Jungle Boy. Orange Cassidy. Which we'll talk about that in a second. And then you had uh, Mox and fucking Eddie Kingston. That was such a pop. Yeah, they I popped. Dude, I'll tell you. I think John Moxley is one of my favorite modern wrestlers. There's certain things like, obviously, he'll I, be looked at fondly when this is all over. He'll be looked at really fondly. I I do really look 
fondly on him now. You now, know I mean? but like, like when you look back at like people, you're like, man, what a wrestler. He's going to be one of those guys that we're going to look back in 20 years and be like, man, the stuff he did during that era. Wow. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's really making a, a good lane for himself, whether it be with him doing all these side matches or what he's doing in AEW. Like he's really making a really strong case for him to be one of the greatest wrestlers of this century. No, and I that's what I'm saying. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea. Like, oh, yeah. For sure. But, but you could play that game with anybody. For me, he's got everything that I want in a wrestler. As There's few people that do. Uh, I mean, the Revival are up there. Holy shit. Especially lately. They are really fucking killing it. And I think they will go down as a, on a Mount Rushmore of tag teams. I'm a fan of the Young Bucks. I know you're not. But I'm a fan, They're, dude. Like, I'm really okay. becoming a fan. So I I told you guys this in the chat the other day uh, about Sting. So I'll kind of run it back, though. But give me a second. I understand the Young Bucks a little bit more. I don't hate them. Like, I, I've never said I hated them. For me, though, that's just not my preferred style of match. So it's I get a little bit burnt out on them. I just see them as where we are in the world today. Those guys have continually been able to make AEW not just wrestling relevant. You know what I mean? Like, what they're doing is they're pushing out into other avenues and making people look at AEW when you're not a wrestling fan. Like, I keep... The, AEW is notorious for being able to drag these other sports shows in and making them talk about them. So much more than WWE anymore because the only people that watch WWE are wrestling fans. And are they wrestling fans or are they sports entertainment? Fans? Whatever you know what I mean, but like, well, it's, no, and the, I I do know what you mean, but I'm saying like, even WWE they don't like using the term fucking wrestling. That's yeah. why, dude. I'll tell you, when I watch NXT, sometimes I get blown away because like I watched Adam Cole cut a promo tonight. Yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, where he was like, he said like, uh, and pro wrestling, and I was like, are you fucking serious, like? You don't hear that that much. You you always hear sports entertainment and all of this, that, and the other. So then to hear Adam Cole say pro wrestling on live TV, it's really refreshing to me. And, you know, I really like that energy. Let's keep it. But let's circle back to what I've been trying to say with the Kenny Omega match from Double or Nothing. I don't think Orange Cassidy should have been there. He got one of the pops of the night without fucking question. However, I don't really like triple threats anymore you know like the more and more i watch them it's just one of those things where i'm like okay the same old tropes are exhibited every time i watch these matches so it makes me not want to watch them anymore you've been fantasy booking Pac versus omega for months though you know what i mean and then they make it so it's a three-way match and it shouldn't be anytime they were in the ring together though was it not a fucking work of art yeah yeah it is Be but uh, to give orange cassidy a little bit of credit he did have a couple cool spots in the match. I, I'm going to say, I was very impressed with him. That, he, if you would have talked to me before Sunday, I would have said part of the reason why I think it should just be Pac and Kenny Omega, and I have said this, is because I don't like his tropes. They're tired to me, and I think he's going to be a nuisance in the match. It was almost 10, 15, 20 minutes into the match. Trust me, I'm sorry I lost concept of time being there live. But it was pretty far into the match before he even tried to pull that shit, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't drawn out like it normally is. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was like 
One, two, boom, we're done, and we're moving on. And I really liked that about that match. I think that they they do well at booking those type of guys, though. I know that it can be annoying sometimes, but those guys belong in wrestling. Those comic relief characters, if you will, they belong in wrestling. Fandango. You know what I mean? He belongs in wrestling. Whether you like him or not, he's funny. Disco Inferno. In this pay-per-view that we're going to review later tonight, I'm sorry I just dropped that. The fourth wall is broken. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's like there's a moment where Disco Inferno is just getting pushed around by everybody. And he's hilarious. He's so good at taking it. You know what I mean? You need these characters in wrestling. They're important. That could go a lot of different ways. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. But I just, I think I had a lot of questions about the direction that they're heading with a lot of different guys. And it wasn't just Kenny. It wasn't just, uh, you know what I mean? Good for Britt Baker. Good on her. She that, that is was something such I'm happy about. A match too. She's done that like three times now. She's been producing great matches. I'm just saying though, everyone knows, and the only reason why it took so long, honestly, is because I believe they were trying to give Sheeta that what they she got, you know. She she, she deserved and, that. But the crowd, I was losing my shit. It was. I remember there was this one spot where she went to go do the uh, finger DM, and like she got caught in a like move. And then she reversed it and then hit the, like, D real quick. And it, oh, dude. So, such pure gold. Yeah. All in all, I cannot wait to go back to another AEW event. Hopefully, though, it's not at Daly's Place because the seating is very tight. Yeah. I was nice and cozy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Luckily, I'm fully vaccinated at this point, though. Before we run through this, before we get done out of this thing, I do want to talk a little bit about Cody Rhodes. Okay. So he's booking himself. <laughs> Let's just be honest. He's booking himself. Oh, In the 100%. annals of people that booked himself, you have his dad, you have Double J, you have a lot of people. I'm afraid that he's not going to be looked at very fondly when this is over. That's already happening. I know, but I'm worried that he can't fix it because he has to see it too. Well, he's trying real hard. Did you hear about the whole workshopping his promos thing? Yeah, it's. Do you think that this, if they played into this character, it could be better? Because to me, I'm almost getting like a the boys type character, or you know what I mean. Like I, you probably haven't seen Captain uh, Winter Winter Soldier and Falcon yet, have you? No. There's a shitty new Captain America that's not Chris Evans. Okay. And he's like, he's he's got medals. Like he's not a badass, but he's also kind of a dick. You know okay. what I mean? It's like he kind of comes off as an asshole. And that's the only reason that he's unlikable is because he comes off as an asshole and he keeps putting himself over. Okay. I, <laughs> so, and just kind of like what we're dealing with with Cody Rhodes. Just well, like what we dealt with with Double J. I that's mean, why people hate him. Because when he booked himself, the motherfucker put himself over. Well, you can say that about everyone in WCW. To go to play devil's advocate to your part, that's the one problem with AEW is you have... The young bucks booking themselves the way they do. But when Dusty did it, no one was mad about it. Because nobody knew. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. And that's why it worked for Double J for a little while, too, because nobody knew. That's why it worked for Kevin Nash. That's why it worked for Hulk Hogan. That's why it worked for Ric Flair. That's why it worked for uh, the Andersons, like... That's why it worked, like, for every promoter. Like, you have so many, like, uh, crap, there's... Uh, someone I'm trying to think of the Von Erics. Uh, Those are like they're almost like territory guys, though, aren't they? Th- that's a thing from the territories. 
Like people like this is not a territory era though. Do you think that that type of wrestling is past due here's or should what, be in the past? Here's what you're missing though. AEW is going out of their way to be like a territory based wrestling system. Tony Khan, from my, my understanding, is a huge WCW mark and really appreciates all older wrestling. The only problem is, is he's never really worked in wrestling. He's gotten a lot better, and I'm not. This is oh, this is great. This he's isn't me sitting here going, "Hey, AEW sucks." If anything, this is me praising them because at the end of the day, they wholeheartedly have my attention, and they keep producing great content over and over and, and over again. They've officially hit two years, double or nothing. This was officially the third one they've done. And Double or Nothing was their first event. You know what I mean? So they're now hitting two years. So everything, like, they, people were started two years ago. For what they've done in two years and the quality product, this AW without question, is better than Raw each and every single week. There are weeks that it's better than SmackDown without question. There are weeks without question it's better than NXT. And then every, it's definitely almost always better than Impact. Definitely, and what most things that you see, because at the end of the day, you have people that are doing what they love, and they're doing it well. Now, are there, is there room for improvement? Yes. I'm not going to say there's not, but I'm really impressed with what they're doing, and I'd like to see more and more. Would you rather Cody Rhodes lean into a, a darker heel, or would you rather him babyface it up? Oh, I'd love, I'd love heel Cody Rhodes, but the problem is he doesn't have to try anymore, so he won't. Maybe if the IWC keeps getting up his ass, he'll fix it. I don't think so. You don't? I think he's prepping himself for life after wrestling. And I mean that in the most respectful he's way He's young, possible. though, isn't he? He's been wrestling for a while. Well, I know he has, but he can't be over 35. But, I mean, he's starting a family. That's he, fair. He's an executive well, vice wrestling president. Wrestling isn't life. Life is life. Exactly. So, so I mean, I'm I not saying it. he's going to retire next year, but... I think he's prepping himself for the next step. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, big love to him. Interesting conversation today, Will. I you know, Hey, man, I'm trying to bust him out. Do you want to talk about Mark Henry real quick while we're still here? We can, we can. Is it that interesting? I think it's cool. I just like Mark Henry. I, it came out of nowhere. I'm, I just... Do you well, see the memes that everyone's saying? Yes, that? Cr- I, Randy the Randy Orton's. Orton memes. It's just like, I just... I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know if I'm happy or sad about it. I don't know what to say. Well, this is why I want to say. I think it's interesting that they're taking these older talent. Like, I'm not saying Mark Hunter can still go. Don't throw him in the ring. But, I mean, technically, Big Show wrestled the main event of WrestleMania last year. (laughs) He's still got some gas in the tank. But they're taking these... People from WWE now, and they're transitioning them into roles where they're stars. They should. Those are the kind of guys that are good at announcing. They're stars. They're name power. And that's what I think. And I, I just want to talk about the criticism because a lot of people are like, "Well, oh well, you know, why aren't they like more, like a bigger thing, a bigger deal?" Because we don't need them. We're just they're here to support and just add that name value. They bring in people. They're bringing fans. That's what they're here for. They bring in fans than a regular old Joe Smo that has a broadcasting degree. Have, have you seen what I'm talking about, though? Like, people are just, like, complaining. They're like, that, But we are in a world where everybody's going to complain about everything. That's how we live now. Everybody has to have their opinion heard. I don't know, man. I just wanted your take on it. I'm sorry I annoyed you. No, you're not annoying me. It's just I feel like this Mark Henry thing is like, whoa, Mark Henry, wonder what's going to happen. It's like he's going to get behind a mic. 
It's not going to be surprising. Nothing crazy is going to happen. Well, he's for uh, he's going to be commentating on the new show, right, on Friday night? Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I I like how because of, what is it, the our NHL playoffs, or is it the NBA? Yeah. Uh, they're on Friday nights right now, right? Uh, but I think it's a nice way to get us re- ready and primed for when they have that second show on Friday nights after SmackDown. Yeah. It'll be cool, and I'm really... Like I said, I think I said it on the discussion that's coming out tomorrow. Uh, I'm really excited to have that late night Friday night it's be wrestling cool. show. It's going to be cool. It'll give me something to look forward to on Friday nights mm-hmm. and not have to leave the house. And that's great. That is exciting. And I'm probably going to tune into that every week at least for an hour before I go to bed. So it'll give me something to do for I'm an hour. I'm pretty sure it's only an hour. It's from 10 to 11? Yeah, I'm pretty sure okay, it's Okay, well, then I'll probably hour. watch the whole fucking thing. Well, there you go, man. You're Hell all yeah. set. Well, that's fire, bro. So, yeah. I mean, I, overall, I thought this was a good pay-per-view. I mean, they're not failing very often. No, no, not not at all. So, I mean, keep up the good work, AEW, and good job, Tony Khan. All right, so let's wrap it. Uh, you can follow me at Godfieri. Taylor Hassler one Go ahead and follow the main account, at J.D. Rathlin. You can follow Year of Pod. You can follow Tots Pod. You can, you can follow Redbeard Pirate 1. You can follow at... Joe Rogue, you can follow at Duke Bags. I'm sorry, Duke. I don't even remember how to pronounce your fucking handle. But we have so many Twitter, Twitter accounts. Twitter. Yeah. Oh my God, Taylor, you didn't know? No. Well, now you know. I have not followed him. Well, you should go follow I'm him. I'm an Duke. asshole. <laughs> so yeah, you should go follow all our accounts, unlike Taylor has. <laughs> and uh, definitely go ahead. We put out weekly and bi-weekly content for you. Leave a fucking review wherever you listen to your podcast. Hopefully good. We could use the exposure, though. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. Yeah, just get that attention. Uh, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, tell your friend to tell a dog. Uh, and like us on Facebook, because I'm the one that runs that, and that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, that Taylor's just pimping out the Facebook. Uh, I wish I had something really cool to tell you about, but other than the debut of Tots Pod in a couple weeks when Taylor goes on vacation in our slot for a week. So yeah, that's basically it. We'll see you on Friday for another episode of Before You Were Jaded. Peace.